millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his own sweet song. Perfect start to the Ben Garner era as Miles Lieburn bagged what looked to be a late winner on his Addicts debut, but Accrington struck back seconds later to ensure a draw on the opening day. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and we're going to be looking back at that. <laughs> oh, what, what almost looked like it was going to be just one of the greatest opening days in a long time when uh, when Miles Lieburn came off the bench uh, to put Charlton ahead 2-1 up at Accrington with seconds left. But as I said in the intro there, late heartbreak uh, as the home side go on to uh, equalise in the l- last few seconds. So uh, joining me uh, to look back at that opening day game, uh, two men who are up there first of all, Mr Nathan Muller. How are you doing Nathan? Living the dream, mate. I weren't living yeah. the dream yesterday. I guess so you've only been in about 20 minutes, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a bit of an up and down day, but overall, yeah, it was a good day. It's good to see everyone, but um, yeah. as Listen we always do, it's never easy. Listen <laughs> yeah, about the exactly. last five minutes and then the train home, the better. And uh, also, a man who escaped the trains and uh, luckily drove to the game yesterday, Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Lou? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Has your summer been your first show of the season? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Not too bad. Nice to be back. And um, congratulations to you and Amy as well. 
Oh yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, little baby. Uh, she's uh, she's in the room actually, Imogen. She might pop up during the during the show, but we shall see. Right. So uh, on tonight's show, then we're going to hear the highlights uh, in a few moments' time of that remarkable uh, game of football. Of course, we've got your reaction as well from the uh, the new manager Ben Garner, his first game uh, in charge. Uh, well, you know, his first competitive game from uh, uh, as a Charlton boss. We've also got your tweets uh, and emails and your fans by reaction as well from supporters who made the trip uh, up to the uh, the Wham Stadium yesterday. So before we hear those highlights. Uh, from Charlton TV, Nathan. I mean, uh, I'll tell you our story because obviously, as, as I mentioned on Thursday, I was at my brother's wedding yesterday, so probably the only game I'm going to miss all season. But I did miss it uh, yesterday. But you were up there. We we were following it and and thought we were having the perfect day. Even though I mean, it's a wedding, it's a pretty good day. But um, yeah, gutted with with what happened in the end. Uh, you must have been going absolutely bloody balmy when when Miles Leburn scored that goal. <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, for miles ago, I ended up where the terrace was. Uh, I was in the terrace bit, and then by the end of, you know, by the time miles had finished celebrating, I've run over and celebrated with a with a Charlton fan who's in a wheelchair. So I apologise if he listens. Um, might be scary me running down at him, and then ended up standing on the railings, and and then obviously what followed that was just a bit of a crazy sort of thirty. Well, it seemed like about a minute, but I don't know if it was that long, but. Um, yeah, mental, mate. Absolute mental. But what it's all about, you know, it's all the limbs everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. But, um, yeah, up and down, David. I think it was the contrast of two halves. Um, first half, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we played really in control against a good physical team. And second half, we just sort of dropped off. Um, but, you know, that's what I was saying to people yesterday, like, it's game one of 46, you know, let's not get too down. I would have taken a draw before we started 100%. So... Yeah, a bit of a up and down day, but absolutely shattered now. So um, yeah, looking forward to um, just chilling out watching the women's final later. Yeah, women's uh, women's team Lioness is kicking off in a few moments' time, actually, which is why we're recording a, a bit early. So good luck to them. Um, yeah, Lewis, obviously, again, you you were up there. Uh, as devastating as you must have felt at full time, uh, when you look at it in the cold light of day, was it a fair result? I mean, you have to tell me here because because I wasn't there. I'd say so. Yeah, I think, as Naif alluded to there, first half, I thought we were really good. We looked really comfortable. Um, saw some real signs of the identity that, that Ben Garner wants to wants to implement into the side. So some really positive stuff. Um, and the second half, I think Accrington just came out of that little bit more urgency after half-time. Um, and it was a fairly fairly even game throughout um, when you take into balance the two halves. So I think a draw would, was a fair result. Obviously, it feels more gutting because we'd scored so late on. You feel like when you're scoring that late that you're going to wrap up the three points. Um, and typically, I think as Nave said there, I think by the time I'd finished celebrating and walked back up to where I was standing on the terrace, I think <laughs> Accrington had scored the equaliser. So far from ideal, but plenty of positives to take. And as Nave says, there's only, you know, it's one game out of out of 46. And, you know, the majority of yesterday was, was very, very positive. I thought there were some really good performers yesterday. And a lot of those performers were new signings too. So, yeah, some some really good signs yesterday. Mm, excellent stuff right, well let's have a listen to the highlights from Charlton TV only Terry Smith up there yesterday he was your commentator and uh, this is how it went down and, uh, Ben Garner a new era that's how it feels that's how it seems let's see how that pans out as Accrington get us underway wins the second header that out to Fraser crunching tackle comes in but Charlton still have it back Sessionman finds Blackett Taylor looking to take on clock on the outside he's skinned him ball into the box is a good one can Jaisiri gets there but he can't direct it goalwards Another good move from Charlton, another good ball across from Blackett Taylor. Jai Simi couldn't guide it goalwards. Delivered towards the edge of that penalty area. Stockley jumps and that's a 
Header comes in from low. Again, it may have been a free kick given here. The ball was delivered into the far side of that six-yard box. Stockley was there, so was low, and I think Lowe got there. But, uh, Tussle just before him. Fraser trying to take over and Lowe picked his pocket really. No. And the goal will come by. Back out to Wally. Thinks about a shot. Takes it. Wallacott has to go down to his right to save. Deflected it out to the edge of the penalty area. Aguelo is pulled into the box. That's an important header from Dobson and an even more important block coming in from the follow-up shot. Quite see what Charlton player it was who got in front of it. It's an important block as Accrington. 35 minutes gone here. Still nil-nil. Tussling. Pritchard and Morton. Uh, Dobson tussling. He's come out to uh, McConville. Ball forward. Cut out by Sissman. Got a bit lucky with the rebound, but uh, sets up Claire to his right. Further right is Morgan. Space to run into Albie Morgan. Still running with it. Albie Morgan towards the edge of the penalty area. Tees up Jaisimi. Ball across to Fraser. Fraser finishes. There's the opening goal. 35 and a half minutes in. Lovely move on that right hand side. Started by Sessignon. Got slightly lucky with the rebound. Back to him. Teed up Sean Clare, who sent Albie Morgan on his way, who run pretty much two-thirds of the pitch towards the edge of the Accrington penalty area. Ball to the right fan, finds Jayasimi, and his ball back across picks out Fraser. And that's the opening goal of this game and this season. One nil to the Alex. Can't make it, but the ball out has gone straight to Morgan. Drills across it here to Blackett Taylor on the left corner of the penalty area. Goes back in on his right foot. Can he take the shot? He does. Clark gets an important challenge in. Can't deal with that. Ball up to Sandra, uh, Stockley. Good ball. Finds Claire on the right hand side. Again, space to run into Claire. Slight heavy touch, but he's done really well. Finds Morgan. Morgan into the edge of the penalty. Takes a shot. Oh, did the keeper get a touch, or is it just over the bar? Just over the bar. Good move again from Charlton, again down that right-hand side. From challenges, gets his head there, it'll drop to Blackett-Taylor. On the overlap is Fraser. Still Blackett-Taylor, though, goes playing his man. Good crossing back, finds Sessignon, Jaisimi, uh, rather, whose shot takes a huge deflection. Whether it was on target in the first place, I'm not sure. It's away for the corner. Blackett-Taylor, he had Fraser on his outside, he had Sessignon immediately behind him. Chose to go on his own, and the ball, when he cut it back across the penalty area, Found Jayasimi. Drilled his shot. Took a huge deflection. That's away for this corner. Hamilton brings it away. Finds Coyle. Coyle sends a long ball out. A good challenge by Ennis. Gets to the ball first. Finds Dobson. Dobson lifts the ball out to Blackett-Taylor on the left-hand side. Taylor up against Clark. Blackett-Taylor into the penalty area. Ball back across again. This time for Morgan. And Charlton pleading for a corner. And a sliding, lunging tackle. Came in. Might have been Wally back there helping out. From this angle, the referee judges that to be a goal kick, though. Kick away, or free kick away. And yes, he does. And that is the end of this first half here at the Wham Stadium. The Alex go in, a goal to the good. Balls to the floor, referee not impressed, but Accrington still have it. Out here with Pritchard on the Accrington left, taking on Clare. Into the penalty area, he comes, ball across him. Six sharp box. I don't had got that covered. Or not, there's no Accrington player close enough to finish it off. But an early scare for Charlton. Far too much on it though, Charlton has a goal kick, taken quickly into Innes. Little touch into Dobson and he's caught out, 
And Hamilton with the strike, and it's the edge of the box. Edge of the six-yard box, that is. Low with a glorious opportunity to get an equaliser. I think it was O'Connell with a last-ditch challenge to stop that from happening. It was Dobson who uh, came for the short option, didn't get enough on the clearance. And Accrington within a whisker of pulling themselves level. It's a corner. Accrington, and it's on the tussle with Lowe. Bounces over both of their heads, and O'Connell steps in for Chop. Ball out to the right, and Morgan. He delivers the ball into the box. Stockley's there with a header! Oh, and it's just wide of the post. Was there a save there? No, there wasn't. Thought at first there might have been a keeper's touch on that to take it wide. Instead, it just drifted past the keeper's left-hand post. He's starting with an Eckington throw. Sengara throws it in towards Lowe. Innes behind him. So good work from Morgan to step in, and the ball's ricocheted. Oh, and that's had to be a goal from Wally. Instead, Wallacott makes the save. Just gets there. The second one, but Eckington then send it forward to Wally. On the right-hand side, Charlton left. O'Connell back. Well, he cuts inside, then back outside. Ball across the box. Can't find anybody. McConville will finish. And that's the equaliser. McConville left all his own, all on his own at the edge of the box. Ball from out to the right-hand side, and Wally cut inside O'Connell and went back on the outside. And the ball back across was a, a lofted one. Over Innes, over Clare. And it's McConville all on his own. Might be a six minutes here, I think. Uh, yes, it is six minutes of added time. Tempted cross is blocked away by the Accrington right-back, but he's got the ball to Sessignon. Sessignon. Shakes to go one way, comes back out to his left. Tees up Payne. Payne across, looking for Lieburn. Lieburn, and Oh, it's a goal! Balls Lieburn! Scores for the Addicts! And the cries of Lieburn go up! Balls Lieburn! Mobbed by his teammates, and if the crowd could get on there, so would they. In fact, the couple have. Balls Lieburn! The remnants and the remembrance of his old man. A clear for all to see. Header in the box. And he may well have grabbed all three points for Charlton. <laughs> that is outstanding. Great work from Sessignon on that left-hand side. Combining with Kirk. Final ball into the box was exquisite, just inviting Lieburn to attack it. And Jensen stood no chance as the ball nestled in the back of the net behind him. And we've had four and a half minutes of the six. Lieburn trying to get to the attempted ball forward from the restart. Can't get there, but O'Connell clears it away for Charlton. O'Connell leaves it for Sangara, who sends it forward. O'Connell attacks it, gets something on it. Clare sends it forward. Picked up by Rogers. Rogers turns away from Stockley, brings it forward. Overdoyne lets it run through to Wally. Wally on his outside is Clark. Clark will send this ball into the box. It's a touch! 
There we go. Cheers to Terry. I, I left the entire clip in there between the, uh, the what looked to be the winning goal from Miles Leeburn uh, and, and the equaliser seconds later from the home side. And, and, and it showed, I think, from, from kickoff, it's, it's what, 30, 40 seconds before the ball's in the back of our net. And, and I'm sure we'll come on to the defensive side of it for the Adixisto. But we have to talk about what seemed to be the perfect moment yesterday when Miles Lieburn came off the bench, you know, a player that we've all become quite excited about during pre-season, you know, wasn't really the standout name last year in the academy with Daniel Carney scoring all those goals. But he has really grasped his opportunity in pre-season and you see him coming on and I mean it was a it was a wonderful wonderful moment when, when he headed that into the back of the net and, and it must have felt like you know when you go through that summer without football and you just want to come back to feel the highs and the lows or it must have felt at that exact moment Nath that well you know football's back this is what we this is what we go for exactly mate and um and as you say you know he's done um he's done great pre-season he looks like he's got something about him. Obviously, we're not resting, you know, all of our hopes on tomorrow. It's too much for a young kid, but he's done very well when he's been, he's given the chance, and he's obviously taken the you know advice and stuff from Ben Garner and the rest of the backroom team. And he's he's a good he's a big lad, but he's good with his feet. And um, every time I've seen him, he's impressed me. Um, but he's yesterday he's learning, you know, he's how, how you know no better way to learn really score last minute, think you've done it, and then. As a team, we switch off and then you get punished. So he's a, a big learning curve for all of them yesterday. Um, but yeah, no, he's done very well and you know he's really well thought of. And yeah, I was delighted for him really. Everyone when he was when he was getting changed, you know, as the Lee Burns started coming out. So uh, didn't anticipate to end that way. I just thought the game was going to peter out. And but yeah, no, delighted for him. I mean, he's took his chance and well done to the fella. Yeah, by all, by all accounts, Lewis, it, it did sound like it, it, it almost came against the run of play. Maybe that that Miles Lieburn goal and, and Accrington have been the, the better side in that in that second half. But no matter how the the goal comes, when when you get so close to the end, there must be a frustration that we weren't able to see it out. And it, it does feel like we we as a club, it always feels like we conceded a lot of late goals. And and obviously that's still one thing that that's yet to be ironed out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's a it's a, obviously a massive frustration because the sort of the pure elation of of Miles scoring that late on is you know a fairy tale ending almost if you if you feel like he got the winner, um, and yeah to concede so late on to switch off um, you know it's it is disappointing of course because I think we're in that moment for so long and, and it's that's what football is all about isn't it sort of that that celebration and that emotion and then it just gets taken away like like just like that so. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's something we need to work on. Um, it's very early days, you know. A fairly a new sort of new back four um, in terms of Sesson, Yon and O'Connell playing in there. Um, new partnerships to be formed 
you know there are going to be there are going to be teething problems at the start that's just natural um it's a completely new system that we're playing and a, and a new style of play there are things that that are going to take time to work but yeah i think i think yesterday that the biggest frustration for me was that we couldn't hold on uh, that last minute and and take all three points because it would have been a really good start uh, and yeah definitely the the fairy tale start to his senior career that that Miles Leeburn deserves especially after being so impressive pre-season Mm. So, I mean, talk, talk to me about the, the game as a whole, Nathan. Obviously, this is the first opportunity in a competitive match for fans to see uh, our, you know, our so-called new style. It's been it's been much talked about over the course of the summer. I, I imagine you're going to say that the first goal probably um, displayed exactly the sort of football that, that Ben Garner wants to see us playing. Um, you know, it was a wonderful flowing move that, that was ended up being finished off by Scott Fraser for his first Charlton goal. But I mean, what, what, was there a lot of that throughout the game? Were we putting together moves like that throughout the game? It sounded like we were, particularly in the first half. First half, for sure. Um, we looked comfortable in possession. There were some hairy moments because obviously as, as fans, we've never really seen that sort of bravery and the... Um, I'm trying to say living on the edge a little bit, but there were some hairy moments. But, well, you know, there were, Sessegnon played well. Uh, Sean Clare kept, you know, playing right back. But when the centre halves come, it all come in, in in field like an inverted wing back of as, as if it were to keep the possession going. And there, yeah, like you say, there were a lot of good flowing moves um, in little, you know, little patches. Um, I probably for me, I think Dobbo probably didn't have a particularly great game. Um, which is very rare for me to say that, but um, but yeah, no, I think you can definitely the first half for sure. We, you could see those patterns coming into place and and the confidence. Um, we didn't mind having it in tight areas. We dealt with it more or less okay. Um, and then yeah, the second half we just I think that as, as Ben said and Ben Garner said in his post match, I think they, their intensity um, increased and which they're always going to and they forced us back a little bit. We turned it into a we sort of fell to their level, no disrespect or anything, but we t- turned it into a bit of a battle uh, and we lost composure and we didn't, we weren't brave enough for the ball second half and we invited pressure and then we invited pressure and you could tell by the, the sort of shots on goal, they were peppering our goal and without Willacott in goal, we, we probably would have lost that game. So um, quite funny at the beginning of the game when Craig come out, everyone was singing Charlton's number one and he started out, he had a little giggle and then Jojo saved him and then he's our number one now. So yeah, it was quite funny. But um, yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a strange day. But yeah, it was it was it was a contrast of halves. And I think I said after the game, I thought it would have been criminal if we did end up getting the free. But as Lou touched on, it would, you know, in the in the circumstances that we were dealt, um, it's disappointing that we didn't come away with with all three. Yeah, I mean, I had a little look at my phone at half time, and, and people seem to be really speak positive with how the first half had gone, which is actually why I was a bit surprised when when I sat down to properly have a look at the the stats and, and get the highlights packaged together earlier. I was going through the the tweets in the first half, I didn't actually see that that amount of um, chances for, for all our for all our possession. You know, over the game, sixty percent, and, and particularly in the first half, we didn't seem to create a great deal until after the goal. Was that fair, Lewis? Was the was was the Twitter page not quite as up to date? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that the sort of the main uh, highlight for us in that first half was just how comfortable we were in possession of the ball. Um, there was a chance just before the goal um, with DJ with a header that just sort of eluded him and, and went beyond him, which was a good a good opportunity. I think Albie blazed one um, not too far over the bar as well. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, other than the goal, it was a fairly quiet half in terms of chances. Um, but some of the football we were playing 
was very comfortable and Accrington had their chances too. Um, I think Nath alluded to it there with the, some of the hairy moments. We did have a couple of wobbles with the playing out from the back, which I think is to be expected when you're when you're sort of bringing out a new star. I think Owen O'Connell had a bit of a, a shaky start, um, leveled off a little bit, but um, I think he struggled slightly, maybe playing on the on the weaker side. I think he's right footed, so when he was playing on the left, he was having to sort of turn in and. When he was passing balls back to Woolacott, he was almost having to take that extra touch, which was sometimes inviting pressure from Accrington. Um, but yeah, in the chances for me, they, they were fairly limited, but the, the goal and the build-up play for the goal was very good. And obviously really happy to see Scott Fraser on the score sheet. You know, it's, we've spoken about it a lot on here, that we've needed more goals from midfield. Um, and Scott Fraser came in with a good reputation of, of being a goal-scoring midfielder from his time at MK Dons. Um obviously came over and, and had his injury problems. So to see him get on the score sheet in the first game is very good. And yeah, exactly what we want. So to get some midfielders chipping in with goals and taking the pressure off the off the um, the strikers for us. So yeah, I mean, a positive first half. We probably could have done with a few more chances. Mm, yeah, well, what, what, what changed at half-time then? Because uh, again, pe- people texted me saying it sounded like they were in the ascendancy in, in the second half, obviously got that equaliser with, with 20 minutes left to go and, and by all accounts he'd been coming a bit at, at that stage of the game, Nath. Yeah, uh, I think for, for me first off, I thought the link-up play with Jaden. I know um, he, he split opinion yesterday um, quite early on, which I didn't agree with, but you know, it's football. Um, he was dropping deep and bringing others into play, but with, with him doing that, you need the two wider players to become an outlet and try and sit a bit narrower so we keep the ball. And we did that first half, I thought. Uh, second half, not so much. We would sort of, it weren't sticking. It weren't sticking to Stockley. You had Rogers' man marking him and, you know, he's a bit of a lump. Um, and yeah, we just weren't brave enough. When we did have the ball, we weren't being cute with it like we were in the first half. We were quite wasteful. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously, again, Ben said in his um, post-match with on the transitions and the restarts, any time they can get a ball in the box and they've got the throws, the long throws, or you know, the, uh, you know, crosses into the box, they're going to thrive off those. And obviously, we knew that, and I think that we that made us a little bit more nervous and probably contributed to us conceding in the late goal because we just sat too deep. Because um, the first half, they couldn't really get near us. They were trying to press, and we were going round them, and then we were getting in behind them. Second half didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. A couple of little moments, but nothing major. Um, so yeah, I think over, that was, that's the main thing really is that we just weren't brave enough. We didn't just keep doing what we were doing, what was working, and, that, and what we was playing well. It, it, it's interesting actually because it was a point I was going to pick up. It's something you sort of half mentioned a little moment ago, Lewis. About uh, it, there did seem to be a couple of times we got caught out from the back, and, and you mentioned O'Connor was one of them. I mean, especially considering he was the player that we bought in in order to play this style. That was his the, the way he was advertised. I, I guess that's something that he'll he'll be keen to sharpen up on it a, a little bit because um it's early days yet i guess you'll you, you give him that excuse but um th- that's one fear i'd say a lot of people have about our style and one myself as well is that we will we have the ability to play it out from the back consistently without giving away chances or giving away goals yeah yeah definitely i mean the, the moment early in the first half that, that o'connell had um sort of laid a pass short to woolacott he just about got there um, and, and we were okay. But like you say, sometimes you may come up against a team that may be a little bit more clinical um, and maybe put the pressure on even more. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with O'Connell's display yesterday um, because it is early days. But I think considering that, as you say, he came in as this ball-playing centre-half, he, he looked the least comfortable in that back four. 
I thought Ryan Innes um, had a very good game, uh, which was something I wouldn't think this style would suit him. Um, I've never really seen it from him, that ball-playing style. But I thought he played really well yesterday, um, was a real physical presence. Um, and against a side like Atkinson, you need somebody like that. Uh, and I thought Sean Clare and Sessegnon were very comfortable as well, as Nate said earlier. Um, so, yeah, you know, early in the season, very, very early days for, for Owen. And, and I'm sure that he'll, you know, he'll build relationships with that back four um, and it'll improve and, and he'll be able to make a bit more of a stamp on on the style of play. I think maybe just a little, I don't know, a bit of nerves yesterday or something. But yeah, it was a, it was a few hairy moments. I mean, which of the new boys did stand out for you, Naif? Um, you know, we've uh, mentioned Session was sort of involved in the build-up for the what what should have been the winning goal, as was, uh, uh, of course, Jack Payne, who came off the bench and, and floated up a, a delicious cross that someone of the stature and, and ability of Miles Lieburn is going to gobble up all day. But, I mean, is there anyone other than those two who stood out for you, or, or do you want to talk about those two as well? Yeah, yeah, I think success uh, stood out massively first half. I thought he was really, really comfortable. Similar to the Swansea game, really. He was really, really shone. Um, yeah, Jack Payne made a difference. You could tell he's he's got he's got that little bit of that flair, that little bit about him to change a game, which obviously to prove to be the case. I thought Conor, Conor McGrandles came on and looked a bit rusty. I thought, um, but I know he's not. A, he's only just come back from from. Um, from injury, I agree with Lou. I thought O'Connell looked a bit shaky. I, I did say on Thursday I, I was worried about uh, how Innes would sort of fit into the start. And I thought we had a good game, apart from beat obviously losing um, goal sides for the for the equaliser last minute, which he, he looked disappointed when it went in, obviously. But um, yeah, I thought we had a good game. But I think Woolacott was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There was a couple of moments where he didn't come for crosses first half, but. We could be nitpicking all day, all little bits and pieces. But for me, Willacott and um, Sess stood out for me, hundred uh, percent. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. It was funny, Lewis. What you're saying, especially with, with the game, it sounds like Willacott had that the fans, uh, or some were, extent, were, were seemed to be giving Craig McGivray a fair bit of backing by singing Charlton number one when he came out before. When you know, I've been accused of being too loyal to players before, but I wouldn't tend to be loyal to a player who had a season like Craig McGivray did. So I'm surprised to hear that, and, and it sounds like. Wallacott had an extremely good game for his for his uh, competitive debut. Yeah, I was quite disappointed to be honest, um, because there were a few, as you say, not not so much with the support of Craig McGilvery because people are in their right minds to do that. But at the start of the game, when Joe came over, there were a couple of boos, which I was very disappointed with. Um, but he did the best that he did. He did, did his talking on the pitch and, and silenced the critics very early um, by turning out the display he did. And I, I agree with Nath. I thought he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. He was very comfortable um, with the playing out from the back, which I think probably settles the nerves of, of some of the players that are playing in that back four. Um, and some of the saves he made were, were also very, very good. Distribution was very strong. Um, and yeah, a, a calm presence in the goal. And you can see why um, why he was so highly sort of lauded in, in League Two last year and, and a very deserving of, of goalkeeper of the year in that division. I thought he was very, very good yesterday. Um, and I was very happy that, you know, those initial critics were silenced quite early on um, when he turned out the display he did. So, yeah, good on him. Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, Miles Lieber, we spoke about his goal. Did, did he, he was on for, for a solid 23 minutes or so. I mean, did he show enough uh, yesterday, Nave, to suggest that, I mean, he can make the step up consistently, obviously, because, you know, he was a 20-minute cameo. It's early days, yeah, and he's got a goal. But we've seen how difficult it can be for youngsters who get thrown in too early. I mean, as Miles, from what you've seen so far, suggested that you know he's more than ready to to do what he needs to do in League One. I think the key is, I think 
looking at Miles, I, I think he's better than just a you know a big target man. I think he's definitely technically um, very good. Uh, there were some passages down the side, down on that right-hand side, which he was involved in, which, which was good as well. But I think the word you said there, consistency, is going to be a key one because we saw it last year when Mason, um, you know, say burst on the scene or whatever, like Michael Richards, but he came in. And then after that, that there were some inconsistent performances, which you're going to get with a young kid. We've got to remember how young he is. And that's what I said at the top of the show. Like, he's held his own. Like, he can look after himself. He's a big boy. Um, but we've got to remember that you know we can't hang all our you know our hope and aspirations on a on a kid who's just so start his trade you know so I think um, he's like I said he's he's shown that he can compete and you know good header you know good good anticipation to read that cross um, so I think certainly he can hold his own um, but I'm not going to be advocate he starts every week not because I don't think it's because he's rubbish I think he's very good but I just still think we need to be patient with him and let him learn the game because he's naturally a centre forward he's played there all his life so he's still adapting and still learning but I think he's shown that he can make an impact and if he carries on doing that and learning then maybe a starting berth will be there for the future Excellent stuff. Right in the next few minutes, let's uh, hear from from Ben Garner. Just thought, I, I will tell you. So I, I was at my brother's wedding yesterday, as, as I mentioned on Thursday's show. I was unable to to go to the game, and and I was generally being quite good. Like uh, during the ceremony, I didn't have my phone out or anything like that. Um, we we had a bit of a lull uh, in the in in the bit in between the ceremony and the dinner, so we were sort of half uh, paying attention to the first half, and we heard the goal was coming, so we got the phone out and, and stuck the stream on. My brother's wife somehow's got a a VPN or something so we could watch the goal and we enjoyed the goal and then uh, into the dinner we went uh, heard that Aquiton have equalised sort of getting towards the end of, of the game so we sort of accepted it was going to be a draw uh, and then tapped on the shoulder and we were all saying oh my god Lieburn scored let's fire up the phone in, in time to try and watch the the replay uh, and we got the replay up just in time to see Aquiton score instead so I uh, I did F and blind ever so slightly too loud in a, a room packed full of relatives of, and, and friends of my brothers that I didn't know. But there you go. Really frustrating uh, end to the wedding uh, and to the game, of course. But, um, you know, a, a point on opening day could have been worse, could have been better. Very difficult place to go. Let's hear then uh, what Ben Garner had to say uh, for himself. He spoke to Mark Taylor uh, from BBC Radio London and Rick Everett, who was sitting in for me uh, in the SLP. This is what Ben had to say. Yeah, considering how late we scored, you, you know, you think that's the winning goal for sure. So um, we naturally very very disappointed and um, but you know if you said before the game and on reflection I think a point's a good point it's a very very difficult place to come they're very good at what they do don't think there's many teams that will come here and win this season so yeah although we're disappointed uh, I think in hindsight as we reflect on it we'll, we'll see that it was a decent point and what drama in your first game in charge particularly at the end of the game yeah, it would have been nice to have the first bit of drama with our goal and not the second, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, you know, delight for Miles Lieburn score his, his first professional goal. Um, hopefully the first of many. He did great when he came on, um, only a young lad at 18. And uh, yeah, like I say, you think that's the winner and unfortunately we didn't see it out. You promised plenty of attacking football. How pleased were you with the performance overall? Uh, overall pretty good for a first competitive game together and, and obviously a little bit of a new group in terms of players we've brought in. Some really promising signs there. I thought first half we were very good. Um, probably should have been more ahead in the first half. Not as good second half. Atkinson became stronger. Um, but then to get that goal and go ahead, like I say, you think that's going to be the three points. 
as you say, Accrington is never the easiest place to come to. Yeah. How difficult a game was it overall? Or is that an assessment very hard to make so soon after the end of the game? No, no listen, it was very hard. Um, physically, they play with great intensity. Uh, they're direct. They constantly get you under pressure. Um, set pieces, restarts. It's coming in your box all the time. And you're constantly being asked questions. And we stood up to a lot of that very, very well. Uh, really pleased with a lot of those elements. And, and like I say, no team will be looking forward to coming here this season. It's such a difficult place to come. Um, would have loved the three points. We, we obviously go back with the one. And finally from me, in a way, such a shame for Miles Leeburn, who thought he'd won it with that late, late header, only for it to be cancelled out immediately at the other end. Yeah, like I say, he'd be disappointed. The whole, the whole dressing room's disappointed, as you are when you concede such a, such a late equaliser. But uh, again, when he reflects and looks back, he'd just be extremely proud to score his first professional goal. So, as I said, hopefully first of many for the club and hopefully he'll go on to do great things. Thank you, Ben. Pleasure, thank you. Were you happy with the, the style of the first goal? Because it, uh, it came at a time when the game was perhaps accurate were getting a bit on top and it was, you know, it was a breakaway. And it was, a, was that the sort of goal that you want to see the team score? Yeah, I thought it was a really well-worked first goal. Really good. Um, through the pitch well, Albie drove with a ball, timed his pass brilliantly. And then DJ had the composure to pick someone out. Um, you know, we work a lot on that type of situation in training. And I thought for the positions we got into, I'd have liked another goal first half. I thought we should have had more. Um, but yes, yeah, some really promising signs there for sure. And your goalkeeper had a lot of work to do and he did it quite well. Yeah, I thought Jojo played really well. Like I say, you know you're going to come under pressure here. You know you're going to come under a barrage. And uh, we restricted that more first half because we were better with the ball. We weren't quite as good second half, which allowed them to do it more often. Um, but we, it, it'd be a very good learning curve for us this game, for the, this type of team. Uh, first port of call for us, if we're better with the football, we have to defend less. Was you thinking having having Miles on the bench being a young player that you were protecting him a little bit rather than it wasn't necessarily your first choice to be inside? No, I just thought coming on he would have a good impact and that turned out to be the case. Uh, you know, you always pick a game that, a team that, to start the game and think how that's going to pan out. But then also in the back of your mind you've got the team you think will finish the game and would um, give you those options. And Miles, I thought when the game opened up a little bit would give us fresh impetus, a bit of physicality and his ability... Uh, and he did that and he did that really well Are you conscious of the fact that his father played for the club because you can see how the fans reacted to him and they, they, they're taken to him straight away because of that do you think that has an influence? I think it's a lovely story I really do um, and I'm sure his family are very proud today but um, for me I just judge him on his, his talent and his ability he's not here for any divine right other than that he's uh, like any other player in the squad he'd be judged exactly the same um, I'm not bothered whether players are 18 or 32 makes no difference to me um, if they've got the right attitude and they've got the ability I'll pick the team off of that Do you think he puts pressure on him though? Uh, I don't know I don't think so he's a very very um, laid back lad he seems to take everything in his stride um, very calm very collected in what he does um, and he's, he's really improved over pre-season every day he does something where you go yeah you know that's really good and he's taking things on and improving all the time so seems to me to have a, a good family around him very level headed and I think that will stand him in good stead for the remainder of his career and you use, I think you used five substitutes I mean are you a fan of having all these substitutes I think it was four I might Is be wrong four? I think it was four <laughs> um, it, it stops the game a little bit more because there's yeah. more opportunities for, for stoppages um, it is what it is you know I'd, uh, if you're going to have the five I'd rather have nine on the bench so you've got more, more options there um, the, the five from seven is hard because even one's always going to be a goalkeeper so 
it only leaves you really six and you're going to use five of them potentially so um, yeah it probably wouldn't have been my choice to do it the way it's been done but it's what it is and we, we make the best of it and get on with it and of course not only does it give you tactical options but it gives the other manager tactical options so does it give you more to think about in terms of what changes they might make yeah of course and I think the big thing now is changing on set pieces etc because uh, you know there's more players that can come on and off and uh, changes you know you set up from set pieces and can change the dynamic of the game so uh, it's going to be interesting this season I think the teams that adapt best to it will um, will benefit more I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh, my word! Oh, my word! Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just for the break there, we heard uh, the new Addicts boss, uh, Ben Garner, speaking uh, to BBC Radio London and to the South London Press uh, after yesterday's draw. Obviously, uh, you know, he mentioned his frustration, Lou, at full time. Um, do you think he'll be fairly satisfied with what he saw early days? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, really. I mean, we need to win games in order to go up. That's 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 obviously goes without saying. We we can't have too many games at the start of the season where we're still learning, but there there were there is an element that it, it might, we might not pick up everything we need almost immediately and I guess would you say he, there are aspects of what what you saw yesterday that he'll be pleased with? Yeah, I think so. I think there were plenty of positive signs. Um you know, it's it's a difficult place to go. Um we obviously don't want to be satisfied with the point because it's not the mentality we want. But I imagine that going up to Accrington and getting a point before the game, we, we probably all would have would have taken that. It's just the circumstances that with the way the game finished obviously has made that more disappointing than maybe we would have found it. But I think he'll be pleased. I think, as we said, some of the new people have come in and they're and they're bedding in well, um, like Willacott and, and Sessignon. Um, all look very comfortable, which is good. And you see your, your new recruits coming in and bedding in early. Um and the style of play, I think that we we stuck to our guns, um, didn't try and change the way to play. I think maybe we came off the gas, obviously for the for the goal um, right at the death. But apart from that, I think we sort of stuck with the identity that that he wants to play, and, and we looked fairly comfortable. So, yeah, look, it's going to be it's a long old season, um, and obviously we're going through a wholesale change at the football club with with the manager and and obviously the the style of play that we're that we're playing and players coming in. Um, 
that some some element of patience has to be has to be put into play. But yeah, obviously it's a it's a competitive division this year. We've got a very tough start as well. You know, Derby coming up and Sheffield Wednesday afterwards. You know, it's not a not an easy start for Ben. Um, but I think he can definitely take some some encouragement from the performance yesterday, and I'd be interesting to see um, how we get on. At, no doubt, a packed valley on Saturday against Derby. Yeah, I mean, we've assessed the team's performance. How do you assess the manager's performance yesterday? You know, um, Nathan, after half time, when the, the second half started and we were under a little bit of pressure, did we react well? Did 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 uh, Ben Garner try anything tactically to try and shape things up? Was there anything you would have liked to have seen him do differently? Uh, I think, to be fair, I mean. The only thing I've criticised my would is probably the subs coming on a little bit earlier to try and impact the game. Um, but that's, you know, just because I think that doesn't mean it would have changed the game. I just thought, I think Corey looked leggy. And then the, as the game wore on, he, he became, you know, I don't think become as, as effective. Um, so, yeah, I just think really, I mean, I mean, I know Kirk come on and Miles come on and Payne come on. So, but I just think, yeah, I just think that the subs could have been done a little bit earlier because it was going a bit stale. We needed some some pace to push them back a bit. So we were on, 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 under the cosh a bit um, in that second period. So I think the only thing I would have said is just probably just to try and freshen it up that little bit sooner, um, just to give us that little bit of impetus. Which I think when Kirk come on, we get, we we got down the sides a little bit more, um, and obviously with Miles and and the, and the goal came from that sort of from that left hand side. Uh, anyway, so that would probably be my only criticism, but I think um, for Ben Garner, that would be my only criticism, but I think that mm. could be a tad harsh. Yeah. Well, while I've got you, Nath, then, so obviously um, uh, train strikes yesterday up and down the country, it was it was difficult to get back. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, so the, the, the line up towards Preston was on, and it sounds like the line towards Accrington was as well, but it did sound like absolute chaos. <laughs> I mean, t- tell us your story. What time did you get home in the end? Uh, well, I got home. I literally got walked through my front door just, uh, just after two o'clock in the morning. So um, the, tra- the trains up there was absolutely fine, absolutely fine. And then I got to got to Accrington, went into the Bees and These pub, had a couple of beers, met a couple of uh, a couple of listeners actually. Um, and then uh, they said, "How are you getting home?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm on the seven o two or whatever it was." I was like, "No, that one's cancelled." I'm like, no, it says it's, I ain't got an email or anything. They're like, no, no, seriously, it's cancelled. So I slid in the DMs of, of Anti West Coast, and lo and behold, it was cancelled. So you had one train, which was the 806, or if you left, or unless you sprinted to the station after the game, you could have got the one earlier, but there's no way I was going to do that to get fans bar as well. So got there at 806, and it turned out you had two lots of Charlton fans, two lots of QPR fans, two lots of Reading fans trying to cram on one train. And surprisingly... I don't know how, but I managed to get in premium uh, or standard premium or whatever it is. So it was two two nice uh, QPR fans got back to got back to East Croydon, managed to get a lift home, walked home, quarter past two, woke up this morning, absolutely shattered after doing twenty five thousand steps or something like that or twenty thousand steps. <laughs> so yeah, long day, mate, long day. But football's back. We go again Saturday. But luckily, yeah. it's at home. Yeah, well, yes, because we've got a train strike for the Sheffield Wednesday game coming up in a couple of weeks as well. So I've got to work out how I'm getting up there as well. Driving might be an option now, but yeah, what a hassle that that has been for everyone. So uh, hopefully the uh, uh, things get sorted out over the next few weeks and there'll be no more strikes, but we'll see how long this goes on. Right, let's have a look at some of the uh, tweets and emails uh, that have come in uh, since uh, yesterday's game and ask for uh, people's opinions on the 2-2 draw with Accrington Stanley. Southern Comfort said there were signs uh, in the first half that the football uh, could be good at this season, but we need more. Uh, need to be more clinical as we should have been out of sight by half-time. Not sure what we were doing second half, uh, but hopefully uh, we will improve. Uh, Joe says that we showed some positives 
uh, I thought, throughout the game. But I think we just lacked that end product. So a couple more attacking signings will help uh, build up the squad and add more goals. Great for Lieburn uh, to grab his first goal. Let's hope he can grab a few more. So, uh, yeah, I guess diving in a little bit more about, about the Jaden Stockley performance yesterday because we asked a question about him fitting into the, the 4-3-3 last week just because it's something people are wondering about. Um, Lewis, I mean, you said there was a, a bit of a, a set two at the end of the game with Stockley and a fan or a, some sort of conversation as well. Yeah, it looks like there were a couple of words. I I, I couldn't hear what was said. Um, all I saw was Jaden come over, obviously, with the rest of the players to to applaud the travelling fans and showed a little bit of frustration and, and it just took Scott Fraser just to stand um, sort of fan side of him and, and usher him away. Nothing, nothing serious from Jaden's side. I think he was just maybe disappointed that some remarks must have been made maybe around his performance because we said, you know, maybe it wasn't the the best performance in a Charlton shirt for us yesterday. Um, I think he did struggle a little bit um, playing up front on his own. Um, but, I mean, he's he was, sort of, you know, so they're a big physical side. He was just sort of marked out the game. And I think his, his performance improved when Lieburn came on because although he was playing out wide, he's also a physical presence as well. So he was kind of able to, to do the job that Jaden was doing a bit further out. And maybe bringing a little bit more link-up play where DJ is obviously not the same physical presence. So I think he did improve when he had someone on that was a similar stature. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's disappointing because I think Jaden's proved time and time again how how impressive he is for us and how important he's been, um, not just last season, but when he came in on loan before. So, you know, he'd be disappointed to get some criticism, but I think he'll brush it off and he'll he'll crack on. He's a professional and he's captain now, so he, he kind of needs to. Yeah, it certainly does. Right, Steve uh, says, it feels like a defeat because of the way we conceded at the end, but a good uh, overall performance and a good point away from home. 45 games to go. Us fans need to get behind the team, the manager and the owner up the Alex. That's from uh, Steve. George said it was a big improvement uh, from last season yesterday, but still work is needed. I feel O'Connell uh, was underwhelming uh, and that Ennis was fairly hit and miss. Lavelle should be starting. Stockley looked isolated. Uh, some more service uh, needed for him. Cheers, boys. That's from George. Cheers, George. Simon says, despite having such impressive uh, attacking stats last season, Swindon uh, were ranked 11th defensively. It's still early days. We need to find a way to keep clean sheets uh, and kill games. Far too open defensively. Congratulations uh, to Miles Lebo and a big uh, future ahead. Sam says, a point against a very strong side in uh, poor conditions. Just typical Charlton couldn't hold on to a lead. Plus, Garner. Uh, not learned yet about having Stockley uh, up front on his own. Uh, Allen said, uh, okay-ish. Uh, in the first half, second half, I felt we were lucky to get out of there with a point as they were on top. Liked uh, the uh, attacking players come on at 1-1, though, to try and push for the win. Uh, how can't we uh, see out uh, two minutes, though? Can't see uh, Stockley scoring a lot this season uh, with this setup. He was isolated, and once he does get the ball and hold it up to the, the wire players. He's not quick enough to be on the end of the move. Uh, until Kirk and Payne came on, uh, there was not a lot of crosses for Stockley to attack. And what we see uh, from Miles' goal that should have been throughout the game for Jaden Stockley. Good to be back there. That's from Alan. Cheers, Alan. And then finally, Rachel said, uh, if you uh, told me before the game that we'd get a draw away at Accrington, uh, opening game of the season, I'd have taken it. So I don't feel too bad. Clear style of play. Uh, great stops by Wallacott. Phenomenal goals. Uh, we just need to remember uh, to play to the whistle. It's a much uh, better start. That's from Rachel. Lovely stuff. Got a couple more fans to hear from in a few moments' time. We've also got the fans bar as well. So Nathan and Lewis uh, asked for your opinions uh, on the game up at the Wham Stadium yesterday. This was what you guys had to say. Uh, it was very, very intense at times. I thought it was a great game, to be honest. Uh, we played some nice football. Um, I thought obviously they, they came back into the second half, but I think you know overall it's disappointing to, to drop the two points at the end. But we can be happy with the point away from first back. ten minutes. We looked ten fifteen minutes. We looked all right, um, playing good football. After that, 
bit scrappy. I think we've done well to get the goal. Um, but obviously the way it's ended there, not, not great, not great. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because for the first half, you think, oh, he's doing all right here. He's, he, he's implementing his philosophy, he's doing bits. And then it's almost like he, he saw a couple of bits at half-time where he was like, right, we're a bit nervous on like, playing it on the ball. Like, and he got scared, so he almost said to him, pull back. Don't, don't start playing it around the back, like, because we got a little... Like, there was a couple of moments that was a bit, like, hairy. So it's almost as if he, he bottled it. And then he went, right, stop doing that. But at the same time, if you've got a philosophy, you need to keep First with it. First half, we was in control. Um, we were, you know, we were playing it out from the back and everything looked good. We looked settled. OK, we gave the ball away a few times, but generally we was playing really well and... Uh, what we changed? was in control. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We got to the second half and we just seemed to... We were going long ball and Jaden wasn't holding anything up top. Nothing was sticking. And I just couldn't understand why we changed. Because we were so in control in the first half. And they got they grew into the game. They got more confident. They were attacking more. And it was only a matter of time before they scored. It's disappointing. You, go and, you think you've won the game in the 95th minute and then conceding in the 96th. I thought... The first half, we fucking done enough to, to win the game, and then Accrington, the second half, done enough to win the game. Draw was probably a fair result, but when you go and win, you, well, you think you've won the game in the 95th minute, it's obviously disappointing that you, you go and concede at the other end. I thought um, Brackett's had done all right today. Lee Byrne, when he come on, was positive. Um, I thought Innes, first half, was superb, to be honest with you, but it's, it's, it's obviously just disappointing when you, you think you've won a game and then you go and lose it in the last Of course, Essinon was really solid, you know, especially at right back. There's a very difficult position sometimes to come in and make an impression, but, you know, I thought he was really good. He looked calm and confident, and, you know, we, we played some nice stuff with him playing at the back, so, yeah, really good. Yeah, we played some good football coming forward. Not as attacking as I thought it was going to be, but, yeah, first game of the season good start I guess um, points on the board all you can do now is look up and crack on can't you so. absolute chalk and cheese like, I, I genuinely don't know what he said to him at half time it's like you play that way in the first half and even if there's a couple of mistakes in it play through it just own it just keep going keep going but it's almost as if he said to him right listen a few mistakes so stop doing it and just go long and we ain't a long team you look, you look at them players we've got to stop playing that's it mm. wings we can't do a long ball. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it was it was a fair result. We we didn't deserve three points, you know. Um, first half, yes, we was in control, but yeah, we all know a game's not won in 45 minutes, and we've been we've we've, we've been there so many times before where we played well for 45 minutes and not turned up in the second half, and uh, we didn't do it today. But first game, a point, we'll take a point, and, and we'll look to to Derby next week. There we go. Thanks to everyone who uh, had their say on uh, today's show. Uh, loads of opinions there, and uh, thanks for getting back on the uh, on the horse, everyone. Uh, we'll be doing that throughout the season. Thanks, Lewis and, and Nate for braving. I, that was the one thing as well I didn't realise until today that, well, Lewis, you sort of mentioned something yesterday. So it was raining in in the opening away in the opening away. And if you stayed in London, Nate, where we were having the wedding, it was steaming hot. It was so hot. But you, so you, not only were you late home, you're also wet as well. I was. Absolutely saturated, mate. Like literally, my hair was flat, so I looked even more like Plan B. Um, so yeah, it was. But it did dry up in it. But it was a weird rain. It wasn't cold. It was like a humidy sort of rain. But it was. Uh, I was about to say it was wet rain, <laughs> but it was. Think like of really this wet f- rain, yeah. <laughs> Instead of that dry rain. No, but yeah. it was really that really fine rain. So it wasn't like a downpour. It was that that fine rain, and like then you just. 
Yeah, it was just weird. But um, yeah, so when obviously when Miles scored that goal, there was loads of people on the floor. So I don't know if anyone had a nice clobber that's now ruined or uh, <laughs> they'd be uh, scrubbing away those stains today. But yeah, it was definitely worth it. Well, nearly. Lovely stuff. Right, a couple more messages uh, that have come in from fans. Uh, Reg, uh, let me just get this up on our DMs. Reg said, following the game via the internet on holiday, 1-0 up, Mrs. Reg was all smiles at 1-0. Uh, she says, oh, we've seen this before. How much additional time will there be? Well, 96 minutes, 2-1 up, Miss Reg said, Tracy will be pleased. There surely can't be time for anything to go wrong at uh, full time. So it's like, for goodness sake, it's like, triggers broom, you change the manager, you change the team. It's your same old Cholton. It certainly felt like that uh, with the uh, with the late uh, equaliser. Yeah, I think uh, I think she's still learning, uh, Mrs. Reg, when she said there's no time for anything left to go wrong until that final whistle was blown. And even then, I'd give it five minutes just to check uh, that there's always time for something to go wrong. Jonathan West said, uh, hi, uh, it's Jonathan West. We had a fantastic day uh, on Saturday. 2-2, two, two, I will be at the Valley uh, on Saturday. I hope it goes well. Come on, you Reds. That's from Jonathan West from the Upbeats. Cheers, Jonathan. Keep up your excellent uh, support of the lads. And he sent a uh, photo of himself in the new home shirt. Uh, very smart indeed, uh, Jonathan. Hopefully we'll see you guys uh, at the Valley on, on Saturday. I mean, we'll, we'll look ahead to the Derby game, obviously, in, in midweek. I mean, it probably is worth having, having a couple of minutes chat about um, Thomas Sangard's interview in the Sun over the weekend. Um Lewis, uh, we we wanted to go for a Champions League manager. You know, talking about how he thinks we can treble our revenue or or, or our income in in League One. A, a couple of a couple of things that still not sound alarm bells, but just like uh, it gets to the point where you really do need to be quiet and start achieving now, rather than you know claiming things that probably aren't true. I don't I don't think you can triple your revenue in League One to, to that extent um, you know and it's all well and good asking Rafa Benitez to be our manager but just because he was polite and said oh no thank you it doesn't mean that it shows a big club that even he even responded to us it's a bit it was it was a bit of a weird one I guess that is sort of what we've come used to now with Thomas yeah I just don't think it needs to be mentioned with with the manager side because you know we've got Ben Garner in now he's he's been in for for what for a little while he's, he's obviously putting his his plans in place implementing a style bringing in players and we know we've got aspirations so i think the last thing you want to hear about is managers that you know could have would have should have i think we've got, what we've got to focus on is you know just looking at the the team that are around us now in terms of manager squad and and think how we can get out of this league and, and in terms of the revenue you know the best revenue comes from climbing the footballing pyramid and at the moment league one's a very very difficult division to get out of you look at the table and there's probably sort of nine or ten teams that you could picture in the top six come the end of it. And if we want to be one of those teams that are challenging, then, you know, work needs to go into that. So I think we've got to sort of realign the priorities at the moment. Let's focus on, you know, getting ourselves out of League One before we start talking about Champions League winning managers. And, and also just, you know, focus on the man that you brought in, in Ben Garner, and, and give him the backing he needs to, to do the job that he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, is it a distraction or do we read too much into these little interviews? I mean, Thomas does love to give an interview. Um, it was interesting because I guess that the whole Champions League manager thing would doesn't really fit into the direction we've gone in now. You know, it was Rafa Benitez. That's, um, it's a bit ridiculous, really, when you say it out loud, isn't it? And it also just doesn't ring true with anything that we've actually ended up doing this summer. So it does beg the question as to why it needed to be out there. Yeah, I mean, for me, I thought Benitez was more of a pragmatic sort of coach. So, like you say, it would have been... Yeah, but I mean, there's no way in a billion years we'd be able to afford him. (laughs) It's such a ridiculous thing to... to, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
should he have come out of it? I don't know. Like, like they said, we've got Ben Garner now, so that's it. I mean, in terms of the revenue, like, I'm not going to grumble, you know, of his ambition because I think whether or not it's feasible or not is another conversation. But I think what I'm trying, what I think he's trying to say, you know, he needs to try and increase revenue, which will give us more flexibility in terms of. Uh, in the in the transfer market and anything financial for us to get out of this division. So I agree with his principles, but you know there's a lot of people out there that think we should have a silent owner, and you know that's fair enough. But I think since day one, since he, you know Thomas first come out today, wanted to buy the club, it looked as though that we sort of was going to get a sort of charismatic character, and I I don't mind it, but I know some people don't don't like it, but that's that's this all all opinion. But I think the time is just a bit weird and. Uh, but yeah, nothing seems to seems to amaze me. But I, I listen. I, I think his heart's in the right place. I, I genuinely do. But um, yeah, was there a need for it? I don't know. Maybe not. But I don't think it's going to be. It's not the first. And it definitely won't be the last. So um, I just think he's he's ambitious. And you know, good luck to him. And my main oh, don't know what happened here. My main concern really is just winning football games. And if we win mm. football games, he can say whatever he likes. In my opinion. Lovely stuff. Well, let's hope we start doing that at some point. Uh, right, we've come to the end of uh, uh, Charlton Live, our first Sunday show back. Hope you've enjoyed it. I hope all, all of you who uh, did get up to Accrington are dry now uh, and got home at something resembling a reasonable hour. Don't forget, uh, I, we will be back on Thursday to look ahead uh, to the game with Derby County at the Valley next weekend. And I promise I will actually go to that game. That was a one-off, me missing uh, the opening day of the season. We'll be back uh, in the saddle next weekend. Right, thanks to those of you uh, who got involved uh, on this evening's show and spoke to the boys uh, yesterday at the ground. Thank you uh, to Nathan and to Lewis for joining me this evening. Cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. Sorry about Cheers. my voice. That's all right. You, you should have apologised years ago for that. Cheers uh, for uh, all those of you tuned in. I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.